I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. I am so happy that you are here and I would love for you to take a quick second and click like and hit subscribe. It is so important to help this podcast continue. And if you love what you're hearing on the podcast, you can continue to get cool stuff. All you have to do is go to beyoufindhappy.com and join the movement. Good morning, Alicia, and welcome to the BU Find Happy podcast. I uh, cannot wait to get started in talking with you. And as I said, good morning. I'm thinking it may not be morning time over there because you're in (laughs) India, right? Yeah. Good morning to you and um, a very late night to me because it's like 10.35 p.m. as we're recording. Oh, so I'm I'm starting my energetic journey and you are winding yours down. <laughs> yes. Oh, can you, yeah. could you share a little bit about yourself with the listeners and, uh, and just kind of how you found your way into this space in your life? Um, sure. Um, I basically was always into learning about the occult and esoteric stuff since I was a kid and um, um, an artist and uh, a singer and um, through my journey I met a lot of healers who kind of put me on this path and I discovered about 10 to maybe 12 years ago that I was an indigo child and uh, if people are not conversant with what that means, um, they were a breed of um, children incarnated from the from the 1970s to maybe the 1990s who were the spiritual warriors incarnated in order to help lift the vibration of the earth when the awakening happened, which was supposed to be now. So I guess a lot of us are in our late 20s, early 30s at this point of time. Some are maybe in their 40s. Um, And yeah, and I got into creative direction, painting, singing, of course, like I mentioned before. And uh, after that, I discovered that the regular humdrum nine to five wasn't working for me because it was a bit of an unconscious way of living. So I decided to learn healing. And after I got into healing, that was about um, six, seven years ago. Um, From then began my actual journey into um, developing my own healing modalities and uh, my own meditation methods. And I guess as I've got deeper into meditation and um, studying the works of many, many great teachers who have come before me, I think that I have absorbed and, um, you know, and avenues have opened up in my brain that I didn't know existed. But I guess I'm just remembering things that I've always known. And that's how it is with anyone's spiritual journey. You're only called to this stuff if... uh, 
you have um, incarnations prior to this one, which were also on this path. I mean, you'll meet so many people who would just be like, what are you talking about? Mm, I have no idea. And um, yeah, so it's always like a calling um, and you and you just your life just kind of takes you in various directions and puts you through a lot of things. And I guess one of the ways to remain sane and uh, deal with life when it does that to you is to actually get on this path and understand that, hey, I have to I have to do to answer my calling and um, and and giving back to people is what matters. And, you know, this uh, we're living in the matrix, as we all say, we're just uh, this life is not healthy it's not sustainable and um, once you wake up it's it's very difficult to go back to living like that so yeah then I started um, through my social media I decided that I would completely try and uplift people in my way and however much I could and I hope I am through my words and and you know, channeled messages, being able to help and, uh, you know, uplift people. That's basically what I want to do with my life and uh, for whatever time I have left. And I guess that's the journey that all of us um, share when we're on this path. I love that. And as you were talking, I was just kind of scribbling like crazy because so much, so much of what you said I could resonate with. Um, I too felt pulled, uh, if you will, in another direction about 12 to 13 years ago where I felt the humdrum like you describe and decided that that was, that there was something more that I was supposed to be doing. And when I made those shifts, um, first published a book and started working towards my psychotherapy license, that's when I started to really realize uh, the depth of, of my own work that I needed to do and also um, how difficult it can be at times to to be a healer or to hold space for people. Um, and so it takes a lot of grounding of our own. What kind of, what kind of grounding work did you do? What kind of self-care work did you do as you were getting to a space of being able to be uplifting and available for people during such a challenging time? Um, so in the beginning, uh, my grounding methods were extremely weak. And I used to find myself extremely drained a lot of the time. So I used to kind of hold myself back. But then I started working with Archangel Michael and every time I'm getting into like a session with someone or I'm going to be meditating very deeply and I need protection, I always invoke Archangel Michael and um, I practice shielding. And I also wear, I wear a bronzite and a red jasper crystal every time I'm going to be getting into deep healing work because those are extremely powerful grounding crystals. I, I love what you said about Archangel Michael. I, I actually had done, um, I had received an angel reading and she had invited in 
Archangel Michael. And I often forget about the power of that in my own meditation practice. I don't often consider to do that. That's a, it's a super good idea. Um, I, I love that. Is there a way that you do that or do you just call to him? Um, the way in which you do that is actually the angels are all around us all the time. And especially when we're working with energy, they are designed to be there with us. There are guardian angels. So depending on the kind of work we're doing, for example, if you require shielding, you ask Archangel Michael to come in. If you require to like have someone assist you in your healing practice, you ask Archangel Raphael to come in. Or if you want to you just have to ask them. It's mm-hmm. They're available to you. And um, you can sit down and you can write out your own little invocation to them if you like. So, you know, you can just say, Archangel Michael, please protect me in a vertical pillar of light and do not allow anyone negative to, um, to um, kind of penetrate it. And just basically in your own words because it's your personal equation with the archangel at the end of the day and um yeah and i think that really works and whether i mean i've discussed this with certain people and whether you say that it's um the power of intention or it's the power of auto suggestion um it just it just protects you like you end up feeling that much more uh lighter even after doing heavy energy work so I think that what you just said is is exactly is definitely a direction that I'm curious to kind of explore a little bit because I think um, as a society and by that I mean a global energy, mm-hmm. we've really kind of gotten away from f- faith in that way, like having uh, uh, letting go of our need to justify our or our need to science it and to just have kind of that spiritual elevation or that spiritual connection. Um, I know in, in talking with people lately, a lot of the people that I've spoken to, they say, you know, I feel like I'm doing things right with what I'm eating, or I feel like I'm doing things right with this or that, or, um, you know, with the relationships that I have, but the one thing that's really missing is spirituality. And I really think that we've gotten away from that. I think we've gotten away from, uh, you know, thinking that it's, uh, because it's not something that we can, you know, scientifically prove or something like that, that we can't have faith in that or believe in that. What do you think about that? Um, I would just say one thing to that, and that is that um, what people think is woo-woo or magic or spirituality is basically phenomenon that science has not been able to explain yet. And uh, 200 years ago, who would have ever imagined that you and I could have been having a conversation from between two different countries um, with absolutely no wires going anywhere, like physically? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> you think about how woo-woo that would have sounded. <laughs> exactly. They would have been like, what? What? That's totally rubbish. That can never happen. And so what I mean to say is like, um it's every society every civilization has to go through stages in order to come to uh, realize what it needs and necessity is the mother of invention so um yes if people are beginning to understand that there is a gap between their uh, you know their material fulfillment and what actually makes them happy in life 
then um, that is the question and the gap which brings in all of us light workers who were incarnated and we've been positioned we have all been positioned all over the world in very strategic areas in order to help those people out and um it's, i definitely it's, agree with that you know so so you talk about you know showing up in a way that's very uplifting how do you how, and and I've tried and I've tried to do that as well. Um, and then I have these very three D days where I want to shake people. <laughs> and I'm just wondering <laughs> how how do you kind of show up in that way that's um, that's with pure um, inspiration and not with any frustration? How do you how do you do that? Oh well, I think frustration and anger are two things which are extremely human. And as long as you're in this meat suit, I don't think that um, that ever really goes away. And if anyone says that, oh, I never lose my cool or I never get angry or I'm never frustrated, I don't think they're really telling the truth. Um, I think it's just about being authentic in your feelings and understanding that other people's behavior has absolutely nothing to do with you. And... If you just let that moment pass and decide that it's not worth it in the long run, that's one way that I deal with it. Like things that used to really get my goat earlier, I kind of decided to observe them. And I realized that it doesn't deserve a reaction from me. And uh, those people are going to behave the same way regardless. So hmm. what is my intervening going to change in that? It's just my ego that wants them to change. But uh, I have to let karma work its way out. I have hmm. to let them learn naturally because I have learned naturally. So they deserve to learn naturally. I cannot accelerate their process. I love that. I'm going to hold on to that. I like that a lot. They have to learn naturally. I, I think that's just a great mantra you know lately in my life um as you talk about incarnated beings i have just i have just found my way to all of these people who are interwoven and we all are but so closely webbed um people like i don't know if you're familiar with uh dr zach bush for example who talks about the microbiome of um, of ourselves and how you know we are supposed to exist energetically with nature and the things that he's saying sound like they come from a future time, you know, like it's it's very interesting. Have you met people like that like more lately now that you're kind of gravitating towards this space where we recognize that there's more of a great awakening happening? Are you finding? that more of those beings are finding their way to you? I feel like um, thanks to the internet, a lot of those kind of people are gravitating towards me and I towards them. And um, what the, the kind of things you were just speaking of um, about this uh, doctor, um, that is actually occult philosophy. And man is supposed to exist uh, completely in tune with nature and the further away man gets from nature um, the tougher life becomes because we have a symbiotic relationship with 
animals trees plants and in fact we are all uh, human beings are basically a stage in consciousness like a crystal is a stage in consciousness the first stage in consciousness then come the plants and then come the animals and after that come the human beings so we're all connected by consciousness so you'll see that's how even like um why do crystals work crystals work because of that their consciousness interacts with ours and that's what makes the magic happen so i just feel like i just digressed a bit but i just feel like i am coming into contact with a lot of people because it's like it's like this homing beacon that goes off i feel energetically like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like those pigeons that can be released and find their way back home exactly it is something like that because i think it's not only human beings i feel like even animals are so much like i'm discovering so many connections with even animals like for example um we just recently had the lockdown restrictions eased up in india and i'd gone on a short little trip to the hills which is about 8 hours away from new delhi and uh every morning there would be like this massive um himalayan raven who would come and knock 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 at my window every morning like like look at me look at me look at me i'm trying to give you a message and um this happened all four nights and days that i was there and it would not go and knock at anybody else's window in the entire house and uh i got very intrigued and i um so i i believe in spirit animals and totems as well so i checked up what the raven signifies and the raven actually signifies that a massive shift is happening with your life and i was like oh my god this just this just ties in so much with the collective consciousness because we're going through such a huge period of transformation right now i mean if you just disconnect from what is going on on mainstream media and you actually go within it's like there's a reason why we've all been made to sit at home and yes. process these energies you know Yes, it's, this it's, is exactly what I talked about last week. Exactly. Yes, we need to go within. Yes. So, I mean, it's just it's it's wonderful like astrologically this year has been predicted forever and it's it's crazy that for whatever reason we've been made to sit in our houses and kind of disconnect from what we call the matrix and actually understand who we really are. and uh, what makes us truly fulfilled in our lives and i think because of this time of introspection and reflection that a lot of people are going through i feel they're reaching out more and more to me or to people who've been talking this language for like the past decade yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> earlier finally reaching out to me that are like explain that numerology thing to me what does it mean if i see 1111 <laughs> oh my I'm god like, yes oh, welcome welcome into my yeah. space <laughs> i'm exactly. not the only one in the room anymore <laughs> exactly so the funny thing is i joined twitter in like 2009 or 2010 or something and every time 
I had this thing every day that at 11.11 a.m., I don't know why, but my phone would alert me. It's 11.11. And I would actually tweet that every single day. So, like, all of my friends were like, what is wrong with you? You're like the 11.11 girl. And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, you don't understand. It's just amazing. It's 11.11. They were like, um you're crazy but we already knew that and my now it's husband like... <laughs> yes exactly my husband has even been texting me at 11 11 every day I'm like oh this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good not to be the weirdo anymore <laughs> you know but I, I actually agree. it wouldn't it wouldn't have happened if people weren't sitting in their homes if they were going 150 miles an hour I don't think it would have happened. I don't think people would have started looking outside for, well, inside, but outside of their cognitive minds for something more for that deeper level. I totally agree with you. Exactly. And that's what this year is about. It's like, um, it's, I know the only people who are having a tough time with it are those people who are struggling to actually accept that there's another world which they are not seeing. Um, They're the ones who don't accept reality the way it is. They just want, who wants things to go back to the way they were? I mean, fine, it was okay. But I feel like the sense of community and the sense of bonding and the sense of togetherness that has come about because of this entire situation all over, all over the world, I think it's, it's quite incredible. And um, uh, I just feel like, you know what, if it's taken 10 years of being called weird to be placed in this um, like position, to be able to make people, you know, make sense of things or to like answer their questions, then it's worth it, honestly. (laughs) Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, And, you know, I had friends that could get on board with like the idea of a vision board or a dream board and that sort of thing. So they were like in slightly different phase, you know, then, um, but now I feel like it went from, oh, a dream board sounds like something I could get on board with to full blown. Tell me everything. I want to know everything about astrology. I want to understand, you know, and it's just been really, it's been a really interesting time to see. And then it's also been very disheartening to see those who just probably aren't at least not for a long time. And that's been really hard. It's been really hard for me to kind of let go of some of those attachments and um, recognize, like you said, that they have to experience it naturally, you know? Yeah, they do have to experience it naturally. And we all, all of us light workers have this savior complex. We want to save everyone, but um, a big part of our growth happens when we realize that you cannot pour from an empty cup. So it's better that you conserve your energy and use it where it can actually be, you know, you don't have to find appreciation, but at least where it, where it resonates, you know? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I don't believe, and earlier it was, it was like, I would be giving unsolicited advice and um, saying a lot of things, which people absolutely could not understand. And it's just better to, to speak only to those who speak your language because it's like it's like speaking to deaf people they won't get it right um, 
it's it's just exactly like that and it doesn't make you a selfish person for withdrawing from the situation or or you know not last, getting invested in it last Sorry. night we had uh, some friends over for dinner and um i made a comment i had made pharaoh and i made a comment i said you know they said oh what is this i said oh it's pharaoh it's an ancient grain and it carries tremendous wisdom for the, for the human body <laughs> and it was my that husband's sounds exactly best friend like something i would say <laughs> he's introducing us to this new girl and she's looking at me what and then so they're eating like, can i join your coven please <laughs> i feel a lot smarter <laughs> okay maybe i'll tone it down with new people <laughs> no i think i think it's better to make them jump in at the deep end it's it's okay just just be you So that, but what you were talking about with spirit animals, so true. And they come in such incredible ways. Like I had, I had a hawk at one point that would sit outside my therapy office window. And then I would find that when I was like, even leaving the office, he would zoom down in front of my car. It it was wild. And uh, more recently, uh, this little tiny black bird has been visiting me in the garden and he, I don't even know what he is. He's larger than a sparrow, but he's similar to a sparrow. And normally Mm -hmm. I see those birds in flocks. You know what I mean? Like there's many of them and Mm -hmm. it's just, just him. It's just him and he or her. And, um, she comes or he comes and sits and hangs out with me the whole time I'm in the garden. And what's interesting is that if my son comes down or my husband comes down, um, he'll fly away. He'll go just outside of the garden to a little branch. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, sounds really interesting. I think you should find out what this bird is. Maybe we yeah. can analyze what this spirit animal means for you. What the meaning is. I know, because it's definitely something with, specific to the garden, the harvest. Um, you know, when I, I was uh, cleaning out the summer garden and prepping the winter garden um, yeah. the last time that he was with me. So it's very interesting to see. And I'm sure there's a message there. So I, I should look it up. And the fact that yeah. he's all alone, you know, so he stands out to me because normally you see him in just a big flutter, you know. Yeah. Is it a blackbird? Yeah, but it's like, not like, like a raven. It's a tiny one, like a sparrow, but a little bigger. Yeah, but like, you know, there's like a bird called a blackbird and... I think what that signifies is, I think that that fits the description of what you're talking about. And I think what that bird signifies is that you're using your uh, voice to uplift others because the blackbird sings. Oh, wow. That makes sense. That makes sense because that's exactly, I just had an Akashic record reading and Mm -hmm. And it, she, it was very much about that. It was very much about voice. And um, in some of the work that I'm doing in the biology base camp, letting go of throat chakra related stuff. Um, yeah. I've had thyroid, I've struggled with thyroid forever. So like just all of that, that's really amazing. I wonder if that's not it. Yeah, I think I, I feel like that is it. 
Um, I think that I feel like I just had a vision of a blackbird while you were speaking. So um, maybe you can Google what the blackbird looks like and see if it fits. <laughs> yes, I will. I'll do that as soon as we're done. I will. So yeah. one, one more thing I, I really want to tap into because you've mm-hmm. you've mentioned it a few times um the great awakening and what help people understand because they've heard they've heard on this podcast various people kind of talk about that in various different ways what does that mean for you what does it look like how can you um describe it to people how can you help people kind of understand what that means The simplest way to explain the Great Awakening would be that we are going back. We're also going back in time, yet we are going ahead in time. We are um, we are coming into a into this period where all of the old constructs, the and all of the well, nothing is negative or positive if you look at it spiritually. It's all a learning curve. But all of the, um, let's just say, service to self factions are losing their power and the service to others factions are gaining their power. So a lot of us, as we have evolved and grown in this world, have seen that there's a lot of unfair things going on, like, why is it that, you know, there's this, that dishonest people do well or um, and honest people suffer. or There's like this inverted kind of an energetic system which has been in play for so long. But what's coming with the Great Awakening is because people are going to realize that all of the constructs that they've believed in for so long are actually false. They're going to realize that this isn't the way to live and we have to start going back to what truly makes our hearts happy. It's all about, it's like, you're aware, I'm aware it's a, it's a debt based system and we're constantly clued in and, you know, working our butts off in order to make money for other people and, you know, buy, buy things from companies, maybe things that we don't even need in order to, line some billionaire's pocket somewhere who's in the pockets of some trillionaire somewhere and well the entire theory that there's an entire alien race ruling even those people but I think that's a bit far out for this podcast (laughs) Uh, (laughs) not for me but probably for the listeners (laughs) yeah um so yeah, I think people are going to realize the reality of what is going on and why. Are, like, I read this quote somewhere. I don't know who wrote it, but it just said that why are the economies tanking all over the world? It's because people are only buying what they need, and that made so much sense to me. It's like people are realizing what they are about. What. It's about family life. It's about bonding. It's about developing relationships. Everything that was going on before, before this great awakening started happening was essentially just designed to depress people, to mm-hmm. take them away from the things that were really important. You work for so many hours in a week. You don't spend time with your family. You lose touch with them. 
Now, if you see people's relationships over this lockdown have either really flourished or they've kind of, you know, realized the reality of this situation. And that's exactly what the awakening is about. What is not meant to serve us is going to go out of our lives. And what is actually, actually going to lead to our growth is going to go ahead with us. And I think... Um, there's going to be, well, I'm, I don't know, I mean, I could be wrong, but I just feel like all of these man-made constructs that were meant to divide us are going to fade away. Like, who's going to care about what, the, what your color of skin is or which country you come from or how much money you have or, um, you know? I, I actually brought that up last week on my podcast because I had seen uh, some something about um, it was a question about practicing yoga as a white person um, by a well-known yoga influencer and I thought why are we having this conversation like I, I feel like that's holding us at a lower vibration that we need to be looking at ourselves as these energetic beings like really exactly. lifting from that yeah exactly. and it was disheartening to see um and i mean it, i guess it is where some people are but it felt like the conversation should be m more inclusive of the fact that this is an incredible art form that can help so many people tap into a uh, spiritual place peace rather yeah. than have it be associated with some cultural appropriation or something you know Exactly. And yoga is a way of being. It's not, it's not just, you know, a physical practice. It's a way of being. Yoga doesn't just, it's not a couple of asanas or, you know, poses and that's it. It's, there's so much that goes into yoga from the way your brain works to the way your spirit works. And, um, and honestly, that thing about yoga for white people like the only thing that sets us apart is the skin suit we come in otherwise we're all exactly as you said energetic beings mm -hmm. it's and we all have we look the way we do because we belong to different climates and if you see the people in the highest regions of India which is um, Ladakh and uh, basically the Jammu Kashmir region and the highest Himalayan region of uh, Spiti and Lahore. And if you look at the Tibetans, and then if you look at the Peruvian people, they all look the same. It's because of the climatic conditions they belong to. Exactly. And, and it's with intention. It was, it was designed by something so much more intelligent than us. Exactly. The life force runs through us. And that is... And that is exactly, so when we were talking about what the Great Awakening was about, I feel like that is the number one thing people are going to realize, that all of these constructs are all intended to divide us. Um, yes. and, and belonging to these groups is what divides us. It does, not, it does not actually have any kind of meaning whatsoever. If you look at any of the religions all over the world, they're essentially speaking the same thing. The exact same language. That is exactly, this is exactly what I've said. I'm like, 
Buddha said the same thing as Krishna said, the same thing as Jesus Christ. They're all saying the same. Exactly. I mean, we can go on. Like, they're all saying the same basic yeah. idea. Yeah. Krishna consciousness, Christ consciousness, same thing. It's just yes. the exact same thing. And um, even the entire, it's all about the astrological placement at the time. That is why all of those dates, 25th of December, etc., were important. And uh, the three wise men were the three stars in the sky. I mean, there's yes. so many similarities between all of these religions. And honestly, it's it's just been misconstrued by certain priests and people who wanted to keep people, you know, subdued and suppressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that is what the Great Awakening is about. They're going to lose faith in all of these things. They're going to lose faith in, um, they're going to lose faith in the external and they're going to say, no, I am enough. Mm. I think that's what the number one realization that's going to be out of this great awakening. And, and it's so true that by living simpler, we can tap into so much more light and energy and peace and harmony. And I mean, it truly is incredible when you, when you're able to just sit and be and not have to fill your mind with all of these kind of, you know, very mundane thoughts and not to say that we're humans, we have to experience those, but they, they seem less painful. They seem less taxing. They seem less, um, you know, difficult when you, when you can lift up from that and realize that more to experience while we're here in this lifetime. Exactly. And when you talk about unpleasant experiences and you talk about pain and everything, well, I feel like after all of my, you know, all of all my entire journey, what I've realized is that I don't think Chasing peace and pleasure is really the purpose of a soul. I think um, what we should really be on the lookout for and actually want is equanimity, where we are not, where we remain neutral in the face of circumstances. Because pain and pleasure are two sides of a pendulum, mm-hmm. and the more we chase one side, the pendulum is going to swing the other way. Yes. So it's important to remain balanced and neutral. And another really important thing which has happened in the past, you know, seven to eight months is a lot of people have had to face their own shadows where there's been no escape from what they've been feeling. So they've had to process very, very heavy emotions. But then because you are able to process your emotions now, you become that much more self-aware. So you become a much more conscious human being in your dealings with other people. And I think it's very important to, I would like the listeners of this podcast to understand that please don't chase happiness. Please don't chase just pleasure. Don't go into a spiritual practice seeking peace. Because let me tell you one thing, the more you get into the spiritual practice, the more the universe and the cosmos is going to put in your path to test you, <laughs> to cause you pain. And you that is, the, that is the test. You have to be able to remain neutral and, and balanced even in the face of that. 
you have to understand that these are all trials and tribulations which are going to grow your soul at the end of the day earth mm. is the toughest school you could have been incarnated in and oh, and so true <laughs> and yeah and if you pass here with flying colors maybe you will be in utopia for the rest of your incarnations i don't know wow But... well i love that it feels hopeful <clears throat> i think people are i think that my experience is that people are are seeking more now than ever and there and and i think anybody who can um share in a way like you are is just an incredible light worker um you know in a way that just resonates with people so well taking something that they can connect with now and doesn't feel so far off that's that's really powerful gift that you have that's incredible thank you i just feel like um you know the the gurus and the ascetics of the past they used to just like even the buddha he he experienced life to the fullest before he took before he went on his journey of self exploration and he had a very hedonistic life before but what i'm trying to say is uh spirituality is not about renouncing things and going away into the high himalayan mountains and meditating for like 15 hours and expecting like <laughs> you know all kinds of gifts to like pour into your crown chakra or something no that's not what true spirituality is i feel that true spirituality for is built from civilization to civilization to suit the time and mindfulness in just your day to day life if you can be a good human being if you can understand that it's never personal it's always vibrational with another human being when they're dealing with you that is how you can implement spiritual practices into your life to not take things personally to to understand that everyone's got their stuff to deal with i think these are simple practices people can use in their lives and that's the number one step then you get into your meditation and everything but the real test is to implement that neutrality and equanimity i was speaking about and and actually uh live your life like that authentically that is so true i mean and it's such a simple way to look at things when you know when people are frustrating you or angering you or or saddening you um that's a beautiful way to do it to have that detachment from it and know that and i love that and i'm going to practice that myself because i definitely <clears throat> feel like part of my trial right now is my ability to let go <laughs> it's been put in my way up like every day so i think there's something there that i'm supposed to be working on um yeah. which is beautiful you know yeah you could even use like you can use an amethyst crystal um you could wear an amethyst crystal it would just be like a spa for your mind i mean i'm all all for using natural things in order to you know assist you on your journey so yeah if that works for you go ahead and try it and i'm going to google the black bird <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so yeah, how think... I'll, i'll put it in the show notes too but how can people get in touch with you that have listened that want to learn more about your meditation offerings and and various different healings 
Um, they can just send me an email. It's on my Instagram. Actually, my Instagram is the best way to get in touch with me at the moment. And, Perfect. Uh, yeah. And, and I'll include I, that in here. And, um, I'm, and I'm sure that, um, you know, you will continue to have so much to say and, and affect people in such a positive, uplifting way. And I'm sure appreciative for you coming on today. Um, just such a beautiful conversation. And I'm sure it's about bedtime for you. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, Michaela. Aww. But it was amazing. So Thank much love so much. and blessings to you and your family. You as well. All right. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.